0: That's how it starts, the fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns, good men,
1: cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute, a podcast watching that movie I just mentioned. One minute at a time. I continue to wonder if at like minute 70, we should just be like, look, you know what this is. Um, but weirdly enough, people do still regularly start with the most recent episode. So for those people, you have picked a heck of an episode to come in <laughs> on minute. Fittingly, minute 66, hell on earth, a living nightmare. <laughs> We we ended the previous minute on him on Batman coming out of the yeah what a cliffhanger yeah I mean like
0: literally almost right
1: yeah yeah nice this sequence ridiculous it exists but the fact that the reveal shot if you showed me this still frame days before Batman v Superman came out my brain would not be able to comprehend how a movie could even surround this (laughs) it is it is hands down. Like one of the most arresting images that has, I won't even limit it to like superhero movies. Like if this was a comic book splash page or, or double, like a double splash page, it would be, here we go. The story is starting.
0: Yeah. Well, the context of work just coming out of a, like a banquet or, or a, or a a classy party, right. That we let there, we led straight into this from, um, yeah, from the museum, the art museum so the context makes it even more like i'll say jarring but it's not obviously not, not a negative connotation and so but having it stand on its own it's it's insane but knowing that this arises out like totally unexpectedly out of the middle of this other story it grabs your attention <laughs> it's not
1: subtle i think the thing that i i love about it is it is this weird combination of um painterly surrealist fantasy that Snyder just injects into of uh the visual style of his movies also it's like it, the most meta as it can possibly be like a literal omega symbol in the ground yeah. like it's just a um i think honestly i i i and most like most people probably the first time i saw it i assumed this was a dream yes this cannot be real it is too horrifying it is too uh, surreal yeah beyond f- fathoming yeah and also batman looking possibly the most badass he's ever looked in a movie or a comic book
0: <laughs> oh yeah i think the the nightmare batman get up is probably my favorite like i'm i'm always checking out on like investing in the hot toys but whenever I finally decide to to drop down the coin on uh, on one of those, I'm I'm getting Nightmare Batman. I have a Nightmare Batman
1: Funko. That's the most I'll invest right now. Michael Wilkinson. Yeah, I mean b- brilliance. Every every part of it. I mean, I I we could do an entire podcast on that coat.
0: Well, and I think that's something about this movie, Zach's general approach, but also this movie that is often overlooked. I think it's got more versions of the bat suit in it than any other single batman movie right i mean maybe did like forever or batman, batman and, robin. and robin had the silver but, but, did I it, think, but
1: i think probably
0: but in this one we've got we've got the original suit we've got this suit and then we've got later on we get the uh armored the armor suit it's just so it's just cool to kind of embrace batman in that way yeah of um it, it, it when you think about it, no, Batman doesn't just have one. You know, he's gonna adapt to different situations. But so it's also that, but it's also got that it's a Mad Max vibe going on. Yeah. It's just it's it's just bang. And then of course the score. It's you've got these this um this choral like
1: yeah
0: hell. I mean it sounds like something from like uh the, what you would imagine this the soundtrack to like Dante's Inferno would yeah, be
1: the Book of Revelations.
0: Yeah, it's just this hellscape of of screaming voices and. And there's fire pits going off and whatever the constructs are in the sky.
1: Oh, yeah. Just it's it's one detail that I noticed on this viewing that is like if those things weren't there or if the rubble between the buildings wasn't there, it would look like, hey, Earth could come back from this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But that stuff is just like, oh, there is a level of like physical oppression what used to be, uh, I guess, we, either Gotham or Metropolis? What does it matter at this point? Uh, I always picture like a, a kid who's destroyed like a toy city. No, it's not that people left. Whatever was here was annihilated. Yeah. There's
0: also some really interesting Easter eggs, also, that I don't think necessarily makes sense until later. I don't think I even noticed this until after Justice League came out. Actually, when I noticed it was at the end of Justice League they make Wayne Manor the Hall of Justice. But after the theatrical cut came out, Dave the Film Junkie had a storyboard, um, it was the first like major leak from the movie, that showed another nightmare scene. And in it, you see a Hall of Justice, it's a very similar shot, but you see a Hall of Justice sign in like, Wayne Manor. And I remember after looking at that, and I looked back at that, I was like, wait a minute, Wayne Manor is in the background of this shot. Like He's coming out of the Batcave, you got Wayne Manor in the background, and then in preparing for this minute, if you look over on the other side, you can also see like the glass lake house that, that he's living in during the normal timeline of the movie. There's so much going on here that I think we still don't even have full context for, but it's very clear that if there's a moment of this film that is truly setting up Zack Snyder's full vision for this five-part Justice League story that he wanted to tell, this is the moment when it happens. And we haven't even mentioned the giant Omega symbol in the <laughs> uh, in where the where the lake used to be I mean you want he it's a stamp literally on the uh
1: yeah that has been like ramped i guess so that so that this convoy that that uh Batman is looking out on can literally cross it to get to wherever it's going too subtle <laughs> yeah, right not subtle enough well, it's dark
0: side right like is yeah. is he exactly subtle, yeah. I, I do find it interesting that it's, we normally try to avoid getting into the whole nitpicking or complaining about what people say about the movie or kind of how they initially reacted to it. But with this particular minute, I think that's that's one of the weirder, you, you kind of can't not address it because it was so, the initial response to this was so like, what was that? Why was it there? Why wasn't it a post credit scene? And we don't know at this point in the minute yet what's really even going on. But yeah. I I found it visually and tonally arresting. I was very invested in it. The cool factor enough is is good enough to keep me going. Like I'm not sure at what point people kind of just tuned out, thinking this is this is I don't know what they what they thought it was. But I mean everything about this right now is like look at me, like that. <laughs> look at me. Pay attention to me is what this moment in the movie is saying. I am, yeah. I am important. I'm a big deal. I'm gonna have big consequ. I am a big consequence.
1: We don't know. Even people who know comics don't know yet. I mean, the Omega Symbol means a lot of things. But the Omega Symbol here, like I said, kind of makes the most sense in a dream, which again would be like, wow, Bruce's dreams are getting a lot more literal.
0: Yeah, well, and and it's accompanied by the, we talked about in the end of the last minute that you hear the world engine noise going into it again. Yeah. Last time we heard that was uh, when he was visiting the crypt. Since then, have we heard, was that was the wheelchair between now and then?
1: Oh, if you're including that, we,
0: yeah, we have. Yeah. But, but yeah, the last time we heard that was the crypt and that was a quasi dream sequence. Mm -hmm. And so, so we hear it again leading into that. And so, but it's so much more visceral and, and real. What exactly is this?
1: Yeah. This, that, I guess that's kind of in, in the text that the dream about him at his parents' funeral and the dream about visiting their crypt are like coded the same. Yeah. This is like almost the opposite.
0: And then he so he stands up and he he looks out with these binoculars and he pulls down the binoculars and and his eyes are well I don't I want to say his eyes are pitch black because I'm I'm they're not. We see them later on. I think it's just the way the shadows work, but um where Batman's Batman eyes ha-
1: no longer has eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's visually <laughs> it's crazy how it's just it's so, the shadow is so deep in his eyes that it just looks like there are no eyes there. It just looks like pits where his, like you're looking into his soul, which I think kind of gets that, the idea up front. If the barbed wire and the apocalyptic fire pits and, and Omega Symbol didn't say anything, Batman, and the the fact that he's toting a gun with a Joker card on it, if those things didn't communicate this well enough, like Batman is kind of, He's been changed by whatever happened leading up to this.
1: Another reminder for people who, I guess, need one or or I, I hope will take it to heart that if this was a comic book, this would scream intentionality. Yes, You don't depict a Batman close up on his face with no visible humanity. Yeah. That would scream on the page that they were saying something. And we don't usually get that in comic book movies right i'm not keeping a running track of how many times we've talked about it in batman v superman (laughs) that this has the same intentionality behind it
0: we're on minute 65
1: so six 66 sorry yeah so how many times we talked about it probably 66 times 66 (laughs) times at least (laughs) yeah Yeah. i i don't think it was until this time that i noticed like oh let me fix my settings oh no there just aren't eyes there wow okay (laughs) and then i think we we move from there to kind of understanding that if anyone had assumed that Batman was watching a convoy with the intention of attacking it, we soon learn—or I guess we should call out—that you can see both Wayne Manor and his lake house. If, if you want to map out where both of these things relate to the Batcave, and we assume that he's exiting the Batcave, you can see, well, and we know the Batcave
0: cave is under the lake to an extent, at least if we've yeah. ever going to flash forward to what we know of justice league that um right that there is something the batman
1: the batmobile comes home right Uh, yeah true
0: it also goes into the lake
1: yeah so we can see when he mounts uh his cliff the cliffhanger yeah wayne manor is visible there and then way off in the distance on the right side of the screen where you wouldn't be looking is his unmistakable glass lake house a much worse view in this dark future
0: but it also begs the question of how big this version of the bat cave is yet because we've only really seen the one section of it i assume he has an entrance from the lake house maybe that's wrong but in the earlier minute like when he's showering or when he looks at the um, the robin costume and stuff it looks like he we see him like descending a staircase or something mm-hmm. there whereas in the other scene like he came down down the elevator i don't know where he's coming in and out of but this is clearly an exit up here that he's overlooking this on, but then he goes down. Is it in the same minute that he goes down, and um and comes out to meet the trucks? Yes. And he, they're his people. And he comes out. Yeah, exactly. They're his people. It, this reminds me of like, of us of a better production value version of some cool paintball places that I've been. <laughs> <laughs> like you get the the school bus rolling up with the like, the, the spikes on it and stuff, and it's very Sons of Batman sort of thing going on, like from the end of um, Dark Knight Returns.
1: Yeah, or like a, a glimpse of the Dawn of the Dead sequel that Zack Snyder never made.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, not Army of the Dead, not a not a Dawn of the Dead nope. sequel. No, no. And, uh, but yeah, but then he comes out a different entrance down in what used to be the lake bed, I think, if we're following the map correctly. So it, my mental map is just kind of, trying to connect all the pieces here. And I think that Batcave is a lot more sprawling than than we're shown.
1: I guess we get a glimpse of the kind of scavenger-like soldiers that have survived. uh, The ones in the truck returning back to Batman's base. I would ordinarily say that the fact that we see a woman as one of the soldiers would be worth remarking on, but not really in Zack Snyder movies. Mm -hmm.
0: Actually, um, Snyder has teased before that he, I don't know if this was intended for to happen in these movies, or if it was just kind of in his head headcanon, uh, but indicated that um, Carrie Kelly was going to play a role right. in, in Batman's future. Um, the Carrie Kelly female Robin. So there, as a result, there's a lot of fan theories that certain actors here might be a nightmare version of Carrie Kelly. Um, I'm not sure I buy that personally. It seems a little bit too esoteric to like nail down like that, but, sure. um, but just the idea that he's got, like um, it doesn't even really feel like a family. I mean, they feel like troops. Yeah. These are not. This is not the Bat Family. <laughs> these are these are people that he he I think he he cares about and for taking for protecting them. But this is very much feels like a um. He's leading an army. Yeah, he's here. leading an army or resistance against something. Yeah.
1: So we leave Carrie Kelly on the truck. <laughs> I think it it ends with the driver exiting the vehicle and we get this cool shot from underneath the truck as he begins walking towards the rear and Batman and him connect eyes and he gives a nod of recognition and that's where the minute ends which is like the tamest way for this minute to end before we we move into just all out chaos
0: it's so weird that we've seen Batman we we saw a tease of him in the in the house with the police we like we got a glimpse of him there and then you know so so he's not been like foreign in this movie but the idea that this is the first
1: this is like the second time we've seen the bat suit on him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, and it's the first like prolonged Batman sequence we've gotten, and it's the nightmare sequence. is is really crazy, and uh, and it gets even crazier in the in the coming minutes.
1: Anything else there? No, I think.
0: I mean, this minutes mostly just kind of set up for for what's next, but it's full of like Easter eggs and kind of small world building things that don't really matter. Yet, but it's very ominous. You know, everything matters, but you don't know why.
1: It' dripping with importance and significance. But. Yeah,
0: and it's funny because even like in the in the um, in Zach's commentary, he was like, "What's going on here? Is it a is it a dream? Is it a you know? I,
1: I'm not I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> Hopefully, someday we'll find out." Yes, a quiet ending to the first hell minute.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna get a lot more, a lot more Batman in the next minute in, in a few ways. We'll have a special guest with us. Yeah, Batman himself, Mr. Richard Citrone, Ben Affleck's stunt double, who does most of the heavy lifting in this scene. Um, we'll get to talk to him a little bit about the
1: nightmare, the the, the, the nightmare, nightmare of I making guess, the one. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that'll be fun. An honorary third chair, our first, but hopefully not last.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's he's the guy in the bat suit. That's going to be awesome. In this future the nightmare where everything has gone absolutely horrible, I guess if you want to stop and think about it, Bruce has just become Batman now. Yeah. Like he's no longer Bruce, he's wearing the bat suit.
0: Oh yeah, that's a really good point. And he's got no eyes. Like that's the yeah. only part of Bruce that like you can see through him, right? It's the same eyes? Yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting too cuz he has the goggles, so it's almost like they do nothing.
0: I am important. I'm a big deal. I'm going to have big consequence. I am a big consequence.